right. We're still not passing plates, so if you'd like to uh, tithe or have your giving or give it today, um, the plates are up here. You can either do it now or after service. Either one is okay, all right? We'll be starting in a few. Good morning. It's good to see each of you again. If you would, stand together, please. We're going to be on page 170 if you'd like to use the hymnal, 170. Otherwise, the words will be on the screen. Down at the cross where my Savior died, down where for cleansing from sin, to the house of the Lord today. Isn't it good to be in God's house? Amen. Amen. We need to go to the Lord in prayer. We need to have serious prayer. Amen. Uh, for the times that we're living in, uh, can I just be honest with you? It's stupid. All cops aren't bad. But there are some. There's some bad preachers. Bad businessmen. Don't group us all together, okay? Don't group us all together. And what them folks are doing in these big cities and even Greenville, I don't know what they done in Spartanburg last night, but that does nothing to honor that man's death. Nothing at all. And uh, we continue to see the signs of the times. 
we continue to see the things that happen around us that just prove that Jesus' return is near. So, my encouragement to you today is this. Leave here different than you came. Leave here being better than what you was. That's not a way to handle stuff. No. It's stupid. But we need to pray. We need to ask God to help. Amen. We need to pray. The church is the answer. The Lord is the answer. And, uh, but right now with people, those people that are un unrest, uh, they're not listening to anybody. And honestly, you got 90% peacefully protesting and 10% being thugs trying to get something for free. But you know what? God can save them too. God can help them. And that's what we need to pray for today. Amen. If you have an unspoken request, just lift your hand toward heaven. God knows all about it. We'll pray. Ricky, will you please lead us to the Lord and pray for these special requests this morning? say again thank you for being here thank you for our visitors being here thank you for tuning in online if that's the way you're tuning in today apologize for Wednesday night as we had some technical difficulties and uh, but all that is straightened out and we should be going out uh, live uh, this morning so uh, I'm glad I'm saved today aren't you this is a celebration of mother's service today uh, for you that are mothers if you have birth children into this world or if you have adopted a child, would you please stand? I want to recognize you today. There they are. Give them a hand, all right? Okay, you may be seated. Okay. And also, we always honor the first lady. And that's my beautiful wife sitting right over there. So you just stand up and we'll recognize you real quick. Amen. <clears throat> She does a lot that no one knows about, and if you did bring her a card or something at the end of the service, she'll be standing at the Welcome Center, which we're not currently using right now, but she'll be standing there. You can go by and speak to her after the service this morning, if you would. Somebody's already looked like they've brought you a nice little gift and set it right there. I guess that's yours, or is that mine, or what? It's Tina's. I figured that. I don't ever get anything. <laughs> okay, I do want to honor one of our mothers that are here today. We have a list of names back there in that basket. Ricky, if you want to shuffle them up and pull one out, let's, uh, let's, pull, let's see who the blessed mother is today. Don't cheat. I see you looking. <laughs> you pull your wife out, you got to put it back in there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's you. Amen. Well, it is uh, good to have you here today. Again, let me just make a couple of announcements. Uh, actually, maybe just one announcement. Tonight, we'll be back at 6 o'clock for worship. We'll have a business session. Uh, it's time to go over our finances and, and review those. We're also going to be looking at and talking about our beautification project and hopefully approving that and getting it started. So I encourage you to be back here tonight. It'll be a wonderful time to be in the Lord's house just to see what God's going to do and how he's going to do it. Amen. So uh, thank you so much again for being here. I want you to pray for us as we sing for you. So Beverly, you come on around and we'll get ready to sing. And let me read this card as she's coming around. It says, thank you so much uh, for the gift card. I'll put it to good use, purchasing things that I need as I prepare for college. Love, Rihanna Shoemaker. So she, uh, or is it Shoemaker? Shoemaker. Okay. I messed that up, didn't I? 
Okay. But she says thank you, church, for what the church done and the youth group done for her. Okay? Hope these will bless your heart today. I'm ready to worship the Lord. Amen. We don't have to be bashful in serving Him. We don't have to be ashamed of Him because He is the King of kings and Lord of lords and He's coming to get us one day. Amen. Praise the Lord. We want to minister to your heart today. I hope this blesses you. You were there for me. Through it all, when everyone around said that I would fall, you were my friend and you believed in me. Through the good times and through the bad, at times it felt like you all I had you were my friend and you believed in me you went the extra mile to prove your love was true you held out your hand As they drove the nails in you When you could have walked away And turned your back to all my sin For me you gave your life And you chose to be my friend He sticks closer than a brother, amen Often like a child, so full of fear, you stood by my side and you held me near. You were my friend and you believed in me. When my faith grew weak, my strength seemed gone. Took me by the hand and you led me on. You were my friend and you believed in me. You went the extra mile to prove your love was true. You held out your hands as they drove the nails in you. When you could have walked away and turned your back to all my sin. For me, you gave your life. Chose to be my friend when you could have walked away and turned your back to all my sin. For me, you gave your life and you chose to be my friend. You may run short on faith You may feel so unworthy oh, yeah. To even stop and pray You may feel your life's destroyed And you're running out of love Oh, my friend, 
you'll never run out of his blood for he covers forever for the rest of our days and it places protection in the past that we take and forever until these bones return to You'll never run out of the blood. Aren't you glad it still cleanses today? Hallelujah. Now I know that you struggle in life every day. And it seems all you work for is being taken away. And you're running out of patience. And you're running out of love. Oh, be strong. Because you'll never yes. run out of God's love. For it covers. Places protection in the past that we take, and forever until these bones return to the dust. Oh, my friend, you'll never. you'll never run out of the blood. Amen. I'm glad I'm covered and washed in His precious blood and that the Holy Ghost does come along and help us and ministers to us in times of our need. And boy, with the days that we live in, if you don't have the Lord, you don't have nothing. And uh, let me encourage you today that if you're not a Christian, these altars are always open. Maybe you are a Christian. You've just gotten out of God's will and you need to get back in God's will. And uh, I just know that uh, you look at what's going on around us. It could be happening here. Huh? They might bombard the churches one day. Who knows what all is going on. But I thank him for saving me. Amen. We're going to do one more song. Then we'll get to the words. You listen to the words. I drove by the place today where the Holy Ghost in His own way showed me in my heart that I was lost. I remember how I felt that night, wondering if I died, where my soul would be and what would be the cost. I got down on my knees and there I prayed. And with a thankful heart, I just want to say thank you for saving me. I want to thank you for giving me eternal life that I could only find through the blood that you shed on Calvary. I want to thank you for all you've done. sin and set this sinner free. Thank you for saving me. Although it's been many years ago, this one thing that I know, in my heart it feels like yesterday. It's a feeling that I can't explain been there, I know you feel the same. Lift your hands up to the one who's 
worthy of all praise. Thank you for saving me. I want to thank you for giving me eternal life that I could only find through the blood that you shed on Calvary. I want to thank you for all you've done. I want to give in your only son to break the chains of sin and set this sinner free. Thank you for saving me. this sinner free Lord you broke my chains and you set me free thank you for saving me thank you for saving me saved today and I know that heaven is my home and uh, let me do say thank you for all of our mothers our godly mothers we wouldn't there say that uh, during Mother's Day here collectively but uh, preacher John Tidd would always say the mothers is the hands of the cradle that rocks the world and uh, I believe that's true. But let's turn today, if we would. I want to preach a message that the Lord's placed upon my heart out of Proverbs chapter number 31 and verse number 10. Proverbs 31 and 10. I'll give you a moment to find your place. And then once you do, we'll ask you to stand for the reverence of the reading of God's word and prayer for the message. The scripture will be on the screens. If you don't have your Bibles with you, you can uh, find it there. Of course, Proverbs is right next door to Psalms. That's usually an easy way to find the book of Proverbs. That's how I've always done it. Um, But uh, I want to use this as a thought this morning, the graces of motherhood in a world gone mad. The graces of motherhood in a world gone mad. Um, We need God-fearing mothers. We need God-fearing fathers. And we need to take it seriously. But the Bible speaks to you and I tonight, today, out of Proverbs 31 and 10, who can find a virtuous woman? I believe that scripture right there, uh, we could stop right there and answer a lot of questions today. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. In other words, if you've got a virtuous wife, a virtuous mother today, or if you're a virtuous female child even, your price is far above rubies. In other words, they're hard to come by. Not many of them in this world today. But thank God for the ones that we do have. Let us pray. Father God, we do love you. Lord, we thank you for your saving grace. We thank you for your saving mercy. 
And God, I pray in the lovely name of Jesus, if there be one here today that's lost and undone, doesn't know you from the free pardon of sin, God, I pray that you would reach down from the windows of heaven, oh God, and bring Holy Ghost convicting power from above, oh God, to just touch that heart to where they would become a saved, born-again, blood-bought Christian today. Lord, I pray that you would roam the aisles of this church. Lord, the problems that are in the lives of people, God, I pray that you'd give them help. Those that are battling with depression, those that are battling with anxiety, not knowing what tomorrow holds. Uh, God, we can thank you, Lord, already ahead of time that we know that you're in full control and that you're in charge. And we know without a shadow of a doubt you're going to see your church through and you'll see your people through. But God, we're worrying about the ones that are outside the church, uh, those that don't know you uh, and your saving grace. God, be with them today and we'll love you and praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. As I think about that scripture, who can be a virtuous woman? It's not a virtuous woman that goes out and gets pregnant and terminates that pregnancy by the way of abortion. It's not a virtuous woman uh, uh, that becomes a harlot uh, and uh, can't take care of her children. A virtuous woman is not a virtuous, is not a, a woman that uh, will not take responsibility inside of the home. Now, I'm not here to bash, I'm not here to criticize, I'm not here to uh, bring up things in past or whatever it may be, but the truth is, uh, we still need virtuous about this at one time. It, it just come through my mind because, and it came through my mind because how much I love my wife. And, and I thought, I was, I was praying one day and I said, Lord, I don't know what I would do if she was not my partner in life. I don't know what I would do at 48 years old if she was to leave this world and leave me all alone. Can you imagine a 48-year-old preacher trying to go back on the dating scene? I wouldn't want to be alone. But I'd want to be I would want to have a virtuous wife. Amen. You see what I'm saying? And I don't know at 48 years old I would find one. You understand what I'm saying? So we, 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 who can find a virtuous woman uh, for her? her? Her price is far above rubies. If you look at the world today and everything that is going on around it, I guarantee you the thugs that are busting into uh, uh, these places of business uh, and looting and carrying out things that are not theirs and committing a crime. Uh, listen, let me say this right off the bat. What that police officer done in Minneapolis was wrong. Amen. It was wrong. He's been charged. It's going to be taken care of. It was wrong. But listen, it's also wrong to cause all this violence. And most of those people, I guarantee you, that are on the, they say 90% are peaceful protesters. The other 10 are, 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 are hoodlums coming in from other parts of the country and this, that, and the other. And they're busting down doors, catching things on fire, throwing bricks, throwing this, that, and the other. The worst thing. Listen, it's just not the African Americans. It's the Caucasians. It's the Hispanics. It's everybody. I've seen people of every color. They're stupid. And they're, they're lost. They need Christ. But a lot of this, I guarantee you, 99% of those people, if you was to bring them in, those hoodlums, if you will, if you'd bring them in and they would be honest, I guarantee you they come from a broken family. They come from a broken family where dad was a drunk and mom was a harlot. They come from a broken family where they had to do what they could to survive on their own. They come from a broken family where mama just had babies and didn't care for them and didn't love them. I guarantee you that's what happened. But it doesn't have to be that way. I was born in unusual circumstances. I in my life was going down the wrong road until about 21 years of age. A light came on in my head and I said, I'm not going to live this way anymore. Amen. You have to make a personal decision in your heart and in your mind that you're going to live a life for Christ. You're going to fulfill that life until He comes or until they bury you. 
And that's the commitment that we need today with God's people. We need to be committed to raising our children in the fear and admonition of God. Some of you still have children at home. I understand that. Listen, you are the man, you're the woman of the home, the husband, the wife. Your rules count. Well, preacher, I've got a 31-year-old living at home. I can't tell them what to do. I hope to tell you, you can. They're 31 years old. Huh? Listen, I've got a 24 years old. He still thinks he can whip me. He's never won. He always finds himself picking himself off the floor. <sighs> they don't want to mess with dad, do they, brother? Listen. I'm telling you, we've been there, we've done that. Some of you that have raised children, you've done, lived through this life, you've done been there, you've done done that. You can give all the advice that you want to, and then when they're old and they move out, or they get away or whatever, if they move away from the Lord, there ain't a whole lot you can do at that point in time. Amen. You can still love them. You can still give godly advice, but it all starts inside the home. I don't know how many meals I've taken. I've went by McDonald's, pulled money out of my pocket and bought Happy Meals and take it into homes of people that really didn't even know me just to feed those kids because mom and daddy was nowhere around. And then you got a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old and a 4-year-old sitting in the kitchen wondering where their next meal is going to come from. It's that bad in places. But we are blessed to be living in the greatest place in the world. People have lost uh, their lives uh, for to where you and I could worship in freedom today. People have lost their lives and fought for the great United States of America. But we don't like what she's become. We've been saying that for years. And if, you'll, if you're familiar with biblical prophecy, you'll understand and know today that everything is being fulfilled up to the time of the rapture of the church. I'm looking for Him to come today. It could be, hey listen, we're commanded by God to be looking for Him today. We can look, we can know the times and the season in which He returns, but no one knows but God the Father when He turns to the Son and says, Go get my children. So the graces of motherhood. What brings about the graces of motherhood? Well, I believe the graces of motherhood comes of Christian mothers. I'm talking about Christian mothers that are born again believers. I'm talking about Christian mothers that believe the Bible from the very beginning to the very end. I'm talking about Christian mothers that their behavior is becoming of a Christian. Now, don't be fooled by some people that tells you, Oh, well, I'm a Christian, but I can act like I want to. Now, do you really think any of them hoodlums that are busting down all this stuff, starting all this, you think they're saved? No. Saved people don't do that. That's right. Amen. Saved people don't do that. They've got spiritual issues, Brother David. Yeah. They, they've, got, they've got serious issues. Amen. Huh? But I'm talking about a Christian mother, a mother that is going to pray, a mother that is going to follow the Word of God and the rod of correction. Now, listen, it's okay to still bring out the belt. Well, preacher, my child's 31 years old and they're living at home. Bring out the belt. Thank you. You don't like my rules? Get your own rules. You don't like using my water to wash your clothes? Go somewhere else and live. You don't like my, eating my wife's cooking? Go somewhere else and eat. Hello? You 31 years old? Get off the couch and do something. Get off the couch and be somebody. But until people understand in their minds, oh Floyd, that they're going to do something and be somebody in life, that's all they're going to be. Well, you don't understand, preacher, he's 31 years old. All he does is sit in his room and plays a video game. I'm sure there's a good virtuous woman waiting for him. Right? Who wants a 31-year-old deadbeat sitting home with mama playing a video game? And that's all he does. He don't even work. He don't have a job. Ladies, let me tell you something. Don't find you a man that is a drug addict, a dope head, been in trouble, 
that's not a Christian that don't want to do nothing but mooch off people. He's no good for you. And don't be saying this. Oh, but preacher, I can change him. No. You cannot change him. I've actually been in marriage counseling, premarital marriage counseling, and, and I would talk to the husband-to-be and the wife-to-be, and, and, and we would be in there talking, and, and then she would say, but preacher, I know he's got all these bad things going on, but I sure can change him. And then when I say, you're not going to change him, marriage plans are off because you can't. Only God can change a man. Huh? Only God can make that mother a Christian mother, a born-again believer, a Bible believer, and one that is behaving, uh, that is be- their behavior is becoming of the Word of God uh, and, the, and, and, and the church and, uh, and upholding the name of Christ and having a testimony in their life that the Lord would be happy to see. Amen. They're not only Christian mothers, but number two, they're consecrated mothers. Consecrated. In other words, they're serious about this thing. Uh, their, their prayers are sincere. Their help is sacrificial. And their love is sweet. Amen. Uh, I'm talking about a mama that will raise their children right. Uh, that will pray for them. Uh, and that will sacrificially do for that child. That's a good mama right there. We're doing it in Christian love. I'm not talking about paying them out of a mess or I'm not talking about uh, providing all of their wants. Because a lot of times that's all they want is want. But we need consecrated mothers that will give sacrificially if they need to to feed that child. Sacrificially to assure that that child's got clothes on his back and shoes on his feet. And we have to depend upon the Lord. I believe my wife is that kind of mother. I really do. And let me tell you why. When we went to our first pastorate, some of you that are new, you don't know this story. Some of you that aren't new, you're just going to have to hold on a minute, okay? When we went to our first pastorate, we, we sold our house, we sold out, and we went down to pastor the church, a great church, great people, and we had an awesome time there, and then God moved us back here to home, but, and, and, and you know, over to the old church, and then the new church, and then God's just been blessing ever since, so we know that we're in the middle of God's will, and, uh, but when we went down there, uh, we didn't have much of nothing we didn't have any equity in the house we didn't have we didn't have a lot of things i wasn't making great money she wasn't what well i guess i was making pretty good wasn't i I was making pretty good. She was making money. And uh, when we went down there, we was going to let her be a stay-at-home mom and raise the kids and this, that, and the other. And, and we went down there, and, and like I say, we wasn't making much money. We had to pay to move all of our stuff down there. We got in that parsonage. School time is getting ready to crank up. Uh, it's 15 miles to the Christian school that we wanted to send our son to. 15 miles. 15 miles to the next Walmart. 15 miles to the bank. 15 miles to the grocery store. Sort of like you, Bullock, how you live. 30 miles from everything. Right? You're a long way. That's the way you like it though, right? We, we, we're away from everything. And, and Tina says, you know, Jonathan's got to go to school. And he needs some clothes. I know, baby, we can't afford to go shopping. We can't even put gas in the car. But look at his pants. He's done growed out of his pants. His shirt is a belly shirt. He needs a haircut. And his shoes are hurting his feet. And I said, baby, if you'll just wait a couple of weeks, let's get our salary started down here. We'll be able to go buy that kid anything he wants to, 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 to get back into school. And, and just, just put him on some shorts or something. Try to stretch his shoes. Do something. I said, but we can't afford it. And, and what happened was this. And, and, and it broke my heart because I seen tears in her eyes. And if, you've, if you ever know my wife, when she cries, something's really wrong. Not that she is not sentimental or anything like that. She just has her way of handling things. 
And, but when she cries, something's really wrong. Or she's extremely happy. I don't know if I've ever seen her that happy to cry. But it broke my heart. I, I, I began to pray. I went down to the church and prayed. And, and I began to pray. I said, God, this kid's got to start back to school this week. And it's going to be a couple weeks before we can go get him some clothes. I'm just begging you to help us. Whatever way you can. The very day that I prayed, or it may have been the day after that we prayed, I went down to the mailbox and there was a check in the mailbox from the finance company that financed our home where a payment and the closing crossed in the mail. So it was actually part of the, it was at the bank and it was over and they sent me like nearly $600 back. That day. And I went running up the hill, Joe Floyd. <coughs> and I said, honey, come on. What? What? What's going on? I said, let's go to town. We're going to buy that boy some clothes. And it was God that provided that. I wasn't expecting that. But it was the consecrated mother that had to know that that youngin needed some clothes. He would have had blisters all over his feet. And he would have been bullied around. He had already... I mean... Uh, uh, he was always the smallest one in the crowd. He skipped a couple of grades in school, whatever it was. He was smart as a whip. And, but that's how God delivers, amen? But it was because of her being consecrated and her love for our child. Because if it was up to me, I wouldn't even have prayed. I would have said, hey, let's just wait a couple of weeks. You know how us guys do. We'll be able to go buy it. But it was the mama that showed the concern. It was the mother hen, if you will, that wanted to protect the baby chick. It was that one that wanted to take care of the baby. It's being consecrated. But also she needs to be a courageous mother. She has to display fearlessness. And demonstrate faith and determine to be faithful unto God. Because there's going to be times, uh, parents, uh, when you don't do nothing but lay in the bed uh, and cry over your children, uh, their lost state, uh, and the situation that they're in. Let me tell you something, kids. If you're here today, don't put your parents through that. Amen. Don't put your parents through thinking that if you died, you was going to bust hell wide open. Don't allow grandma and grandpa to think that if you died, you'd go to a devil's hell today. Let them know today that you're safe and you're on your way to heaven and that you'll see them on the other side if something does happen to you. Amen. Give them that assurance. Give this preacher the assurance that if we rolled your body out here in front of this communion table and preached your funeral, that we could say without a shadow of a doubt that heaven is going to be your home. Not just oh, sit around and think, well, I might go. Listen, if you're 99% sure you're saved, I'm 100% sure you're lost. You've got to have a surety of 100%. And these mothers, our mothers have to be courageous just like a mother protects those babies. We've got some hawks in our backyard. And they will fly around, and I can see them sitting on the fence. They're huge. And what they do is they wait around until the mama bird is gone. And then they go to the nest, and they grab those babies. They grab those babies, and they take those babies off. They eat those babies. All right? And I've seen them. I've seen them take off from our fence and go up into a tree. He'll snatch one of those babies out, and he'll start flying. And then he starts flying up. And then all of a sudden, here comes mom and daddy. And they're after that big old bird. There's no way they can get that baby back. But they continue to try, try, and try until he flies so high that the birds give up. And then they go back. Don't give up on your children. That, that bird was already in the grasp and in the beak of a hawk. That bird was going to die. There's no way that that parent could save them. Those mama birds, the mama bird, the daddy bird couldn't save that baby bird. But you and I today, we can pray safety over our children. We can pray that the hand of Satan will stay away from them. 
We can pray and talk and witness Brother Joe Floyd and tell them that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And he's the only way to heaven today. He is our God. He is our Savior. And that's why our mothers have to fight for our children. Even our fathers have to fight for our children. They're not perfect. They're not going to be perfect. Some of them need their britches whipped. But I'm here to tell you, you still got to love them. I didn't say take up for them. When they're wrong. My children will tell you both of them. And many of you will say the same thing. I'm not taking up for my child if he's wrong. Or if she's wrong. I'm not going to do it. That's called being immoral, dishonest with yourself. Listen, we don't need to take up for them when they're wrong. Make sure they understand where they messed up and hope they can get their lives back on track. Amen? But we need those courageous mothers. We need counseling mothers. Mothers that are going to be an educator. One that's going to teach them the Word of God and read them Bible stories. Mothers that's going to be an edifier. One that lifts them up and wants them to be greater than what you've ever become in life. I believe that's what most of us as parents have wanted for our children. I, you know, how many of you have ever said this, honey? I'm doing this because I love you, and I'm doing this because I want you to have it better in life than what I have it now. Amen. And some of us may not be doing very well now, but you want them to do better than you. Right. I know some mothers that are jealous of their children and don't want them to have more than what they had when they were growing up. I would be happy for Hannah Black if she grows up and has way more than what I've got. I don't have a whole lot today, but you know what? I want her to be blessed more. Amen. We've got to have counseling mothers. Mothers that will sit down and talk with our children and tell them the truth. And that could fall on the responsibility of the faith leader in the home, the father as well. Uh, We've got to be an edifier. We've got to lift them up. We have to exhort them. Not when they're wrong, but we have to encourage them and be an example for them. Live a life. 90% of the time, a lot of children turn out to be like their sorry mother or sorry father. Some of the time. Not all the time. I know that there's a lot that raise their kids right and their kids turn out wrong. I get it. I understand that. I am one. I know. Condemned mothers. Wait a minute, preacher. What about number five? Condemned mothers. These are the mothers, mothers that have lack of conviction. These are mothers with loose children. These are mothers that love not the Christ. And they're condemned already because they don't have the relationship with Jesus Christ in their heart and their life. They don't have a relationship as a Christian mother would have. And the only way that that can truly be called a blessed mother, a gracious mother, is to demonstrate the above graces that you see above that word condemned. Demonstrate those graces to know Christ as their Savior. He's the only way that we can be saved today. There is no other way except through the blood of Jesus. There's no other way that you can ever be saved saved and go to heaven. It's just through the blood of Jesus. What do you mean, preacher? Well, many over 2,000 years ago, God sent His only begotten Son by the name of Jesus Christ to where you may be saved. He lived and walked on this earth 33 and a half years, went to an old rugged cross, and when He was on that cross, nailed in His hands and in His feet, beaten to a pulp and a crown of thorns placed upon His head, being having spears run through His side, they spit upon him. Uh, They pulled his beard. Uh, They gave him vinegar to drink. Uh, And my friend, that was our Savior. And the Bible said that he gave up the ghost. In other words, he died. They took him down off of that old rugged cross. Uh, He went uh, and they put him borrowed tomb. All of us that are saved, we just need borrowed tombs. I don't even know why we have to buy burial plots. We're just going to be there for a little while. We're coming up. Amen. They ought to just charge us a rental fee <laughs> instead of a, the full amount 
But anyway, when he was laying in that tomb, he conquered death, hell, and the grave for you and I. Went to a place called hell, took the keys from the enemy. The devil's got a house he don't even have the key to. Have you ever thought about that? And then, uh, listen, on that third and glorious day, praise be unto God, uh, an angel rolled the stone away, and here come walking out the Savior, uh, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, alive and well, uh, uh, walking on this earth once again, uh, my friend, and then later ascended on up into the heavens uh, uh, to where uh, He is now seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and I. That is our Savior. I loved graduation services Friday, Miss Weinbrenner. I told them this yesterday. She teaches in the school system. She knows District 2 is a little bit different. A little bit different when it comes to this. I was thrilled when the principal stands up and says, You put Christ first in your life. In a public school. I loved it when the valedictorian got up there and began to pray and started out, Our Father in Heaven. (laughs) And then he got through there and he said, Lord Jesus, You are our only hope. And then he began to say at the end, he said, In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen. And then uh, there were every speech. My daughter contested this. She graduated. My wife was there. Every speech mentioned the Lord. From an adult to all the way down to the last child that spoke, uh, she spake of the Lord. Amen. Greenville County is forbidden to say anything about God in any of their graduation services. I'm here to tell you. If them kids want to pray unto God and to Jesus, let them be. That's the law. They can. They can. They just ain't been nobody in Greenville County big enough to step up and say you're wrong. We got this fixed a long time ago around here. You can pass out a track at school. You don't do it on school time. You don't leave it laying around. If you're walking down through the hall, you want to give somebody a gospel track, you can do it. It's legal. You can pray as you sit at your table. A student can stand up and lead prayer as long as it is not constituted by the teacher. They can get up and pray. But yet I do know some teachers that are around. I won't tell you who. They'll grab kids up in their lap and pray with them because she loves them. And because a lot of those kids instituted, they, they started. They began to say, hey, will you pray for me? I'm scared. Isn't it good that you can go to a teacher and say, pray for me, I'm scared. Amen. Huh? And then she's brave enough to pray. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Amen. The truth is today is this. Kids are coming out of high school. They're graduating. They can't, they, they can't address an envelope. They can't fill out a checkbook. Yeah. I just wonder what they're learning in school. Yeah. <laughs> a squared plus B squared equals C squared is not going to help you very much. And knowing to, how to subtract 100 from 500. I don't know what all that squared stuff means myself. And I ain't never used it since school. But for you that are getting ready to graduate. Or you that have graduated. If you don't know how to put a stamp on an envelope. Or where to put the return address. Or where to address that thing. You need to go back and get a refund of everything you've put in for 12 years. You know what we're raising? We're raising a generation. Let me say this right. (laughs) We're raising a generation in our school systems that feel like they're entitled and privileged. Just because you graduate high school, Hannah Black, doesn't mean everything's going to be given to you on a silver platter. Matter of fact, it's not. It's not. It'll be time for you to grow up and be somebody. Hannah met with her friends there at the Biloak, and then they took a bunch of pictures because they wouldn't let you do it there at the school. And yeah, there was social distancing, all right. When we filed out of that place, we're this close to each other. (laughs) They told the kids to file out single file social distance, and when he said you're dismissed, the kids went right there at center field. (laughs) 
I said this. She had about four or five of her friends there. They were taking pictures. I said, now go get a job and make something out of yourself. There's plenty of them out there, by the way. Might not be what you want. But you know, hey. When I was a young kid, I would have went to work with Keith Bullock because he pays like big money to ride a lawnmower. He can't even get people to, to ride a lawnmower. <laughs> he, he can't. He, he, he puts them on a lawnmower. Dale and they ride all day on that lawnmower. They don't hardly ever get up. Making good money. And then the next day they don't ever show back up. You must be a slave driver, buddy. <laughs> Did you see what I'm saying today? You know why I believe this world's in a mess? A lot of times we have failed as parents. Some of you in here, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. You've been great parents. You've loved your children. You've raised them in the fear and admonition of God. Your parents respect you and they love you and you love them. That's wonderful. But you've got to be a Christian to be this kind of mother. And there's one thing that, there's two things that we need to pray for today. Number one, we need to pray that all this violence and stuff stops. Number one. Number two, we need to pray that we'll be the parents that God wants us to be. Amen. That we'll love, that we'll be counselors, we'll be courageous and strong, that we'll be consecrated and, and really serious about this thing. But most of all, we'll be God-fearing and God-loving saints, saints of God. That would be us. I want you to stand today. As Josh comes, gets a song of invitation. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. <clears throat> and I want to encourage you to come to an altar of prayer. If your heart's not right with God, it needs to be. But number two, we need to pray for our nation. We need to pray for our nation's leaders. We need to pray, for, continue to pray for this virus thing that's going on. We need to pray for one another. We need to pray for our mothers, our fathers that are trying to raise children in a world that's gone mad. But if you're here lost, you need to be saved. How can I be saved, preacher? You just ask the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your heart. Ask Him to forgive you of your sins. And to where you'll be a Christian. He can help you today. Let us pray. Father God, we do love you. Thank you for these that are already gathered around the altar. Lord, I pray that you will just bless. Give the people that are gathered here just a time. Lord, to come unto you to pray for this wicked world, to pray for our homes and our families. Lord, and to pray for divine direction from above. For God, we do love you. We thank you for loving us. Lord, save that one closest to hell. Reclaim that one that's out of your will. And Lord, I'll surely thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. You come if you've got a need. If you see one, someone needs help, prayer, you come and help them pray, when okay? It for its mother, Sister Diane, Sister Diane, will you come and pray with her? Like a child, I was helpless, alone. Then I met the Master. God can change your situation. For all things were changed when he found me. Only God can do what needs to be done. Only God can change a heart. All around me. For I met the master. I walked in the darkness. I walked in darkness. I had longed and I had searched for the light. Oh, yeah. Then 
Thank you, Lord. For all things were changed when he found me. All things. A new day broke through. All I know the Master me. can change a heart. He can change a life. He can change a family. I've seen him do what people think that cannot be done. Now I belong to him. All right, before we dismiss, honey, you go back there to the table, to the desk back there. Just go by, speak to her. Let her know you love her and appreciate her. And uh, before we leave, Gene. Preached a message. I preached a message last week on no assistance needed. I want you to talk real loud and tell people what you told me about your friend this morning. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Let me do say again, if you need to have time to come around to the collection plates, you can do that. But speak to the wife as you go out. She's a blessing to me. She's a blessing to you. God bless you. Let's pray and be dismissed. Brother David, pray for us, please.